Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with the man himself, Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you today? How you doing, Jason? I'm wonderful, Bill. I'm always better than I deserve, as you often say. Good. Well, yeah. Well, that's a good thing. That, that is actually where you want to be. Um, well, this this morning, I, I really want to start off with the fact that uh, you know, as as we go through life, uh, where we have uh, different periods where our focus is different, we have opportunities at each age, if you will. Uh, And, um, you know, I I think it's important to to think in those terms. Uh, And, and of course, uh, for me, a lot of times, um, part of what I like to talk about are things that I wish someone had told me years ago. <laughs> you know, it's kind of thing where most of us, sometimes it's because we don't seek it, but even if we want it, oftentimes uh, there's there's not a good advisor who basically says, you know, you should look at this, look it up, think about this. This would be really good for you if you uh, if you. Uh, did it, uh, and and so these opportunities go by, and then they're lost, and and so um, in some ways, um, uh, it, it's it's it, it, periods of time as they're broken down, and you, I think you'll appreciate this, uh, uh, Jason. Um, we we have our what I call our go-go years, and then guess what's next after the go-go years. Our slow, slow years? <laughs> our slow-go years. That's right. Exactly. Our go-go years, then our slow-go years, and then what do you think comes after that? Oh, boy, our no-go years. There you go. See? Not hard at all. So, <laughs> uh, and so what, what years do you think you're in right now? I'm in my. I hope I'm in my go-go. You're years. definitely in your go-go years, and I hope I am too. Actually, even <laughs> though I'm, I'm transitioning at this point from the go-go to the slow-go. But uh, <laughs> we're all in there somewhere. That's that's for sure. Now, uh, there there is uh, also a period of time, and I would say this is from. Uh, Probably, and it varies a little bit, uh, but uh, 40s, your your, uh, 40s and early 50s, maybe 45 to 55, what do you call those years? Oh, I don't know. It's some sort of transition. Well, no, no, no. Those are the whiplash years. The whiplash years. Okay. <laughs> well, why do you think that is? Uh, you're, you're looking back on. Well, no, no, no. You, you've um, your whiplash years. Are, you've heard of the sandwich generation. Oh, yes. Okay. So what do you? I mean, you're basically pulled in all sorts of directions. That's why you're whiplash because you're trying to take care of your children who are not out of the house yet, you're not empty nesters, but then your parents are needing assistance as well. So, and and you're also trying to focus on getting ahead, you're in your go-go years, you're you're basically trying to save for retirement, but you're trying to make sure your parents are done okay, and you're trying to, to do things for your kids, and then Things get messed up with your parents or your kids or or your marriage or all of the above, 
and you're whiplashed. <laughs> that makes sense. So, and and the fact is that's normal. <laughs> you know, it's not it, it's not the exception to the rule. It's the rule. So anyway, that's it's it's interesting when you when you think about all of the different things. But like I said, there's so many opportunities if if you just knew about them and. Uh, for most of us, uh, we we don't get the the kind of advice uh, that would help us. And by the time we learn of things we could have done, it's too late. That opportunity has passed us by, and it's a real shame. Uh, now, uh, w- with with that said, you y- you know there are uh, th- what. Ever, all of us, I mean, as, as you know, I focus on asset protection. And a part of asset protection is, in essence, taking off the table that which can be taken away from us um, uh, and protecting what we've earned. But a part of it, too, is reducing losses. And you know the fact is, and this is this is a concept that you really have to fully appreciate. Um, we all have planned losses. You realize that? I mean, whether we want them or not, we have to plan for them. And I'm not actually t- talking necessarily um, uh, about asset protection in that sense. It's just that reducing our losses is asset protection. Now, what do you think one of the biggest losses that you need to plan for? Oh, boy, would that be the cut that Uncle Sam gets? You're exactly right. Taxes, whether it's income taxes, um, estate taxes, capital gains taxes, property taxes. I mean, bottom line is those are losses no matter how we cut it. Uh, Uncle Sam gets its share. So obviously, uh, if we can reduce those losses, and there are lots of techniques out there to reduce or eliminate taxes. Okay. So anyway, so the first part of this show, (laughs) I want to talk about taxes. And I want to talk about them in a very bipartisan way because so many people get, you know, they, they basically think it's all one way or all the other, depending on whether uh, they're Republican or, or Democrat or something else. And all of that, frankly, for the most part, is baloney. Okay. Now, uh, here's uh, and part of it is because I'm getting uh, right now, is, of course, I do a lot of tax planning for my clients. I don't want anybody to pay any more in taxes than they absolutely have to. And uh, I'm getting a lot of questions right now, uh, if you want to call it fear, over some of the proposals of what's being called the Biden tax plan. Okay. And uh, so, in, in essence, I, I wanted um, to talk about the dynamics 
uh, of tax policies, what we have now, what we should expect, uh, and the like. But <clears throat> the truth is, is that it uh, doesn't matter whether you're talking Democrat, Republican, uh, all of them spend too much, <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, frankly, this country, as I've talked about many times before, has been in deficit spending uh, for many, many years. Actually, for the last 20 years, this country has been in deficit spending in a big way, uh, mostly due to wartime planning and stuff like that. But, but the fact is, is that uh, we we've had that. But tax policy, in other words, how they get the revenues. Uh, is always based on who gets screwed. <laughs> okay, it's it's not about the fact that so much revenue is needing and, and it's going to be spent. It's going to be who's going to get screwed in this economy. Uh, and, and so, no one. I, I don't know a single person who likes the concept of their taxes potentially going up. Do you? I certainly don't. Okay. Well, uh, the problem right now is that there's so many naysayers out there who's, who's just talking about the fact that the sky is falling, the sky is falling, all our taxes are going to go up, 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 and this is, you know, the, and frankly, that's a lot of baloney. Uh, I mean, yes, there's going to be some changes. That is constant, and it doesn't matter who's in power, there are always going to be changes. But... Um, the, uh, uh, the you, you have to understand that legislation, doesn't matter who's in control, is all about making sausage, <laughs> okay? Ingredients go in, sometimes more or less or whatever, but you never know what you're going to get until it's finished. And you have to understand whether it's Republican or Democrat, there are lots of uh, people who have influence on what gets put in and what gets taken out. And the, the fact that there are some proposals out there make, doesn't matter. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that, uh, um, that those proposals, and some are quite outlandish, will get passed. It just means they're talking about them. And that's, that's the, the whole piece. But you have to understand that it's not a matter of one party always wanting less taxes and the other party always wanting more taxes. A lot of folks don't even realize that the Republican tax plan that was passed three years ago and um, that, that particular plan, which in essence reduced the tax rates for everyone, slight, very slightly for the middle class, but basically reduce taxes. But what a lot of folks don't seem to remember is it's already in the law for our taxes to go back up and go back to what they were when they were reduced, with one exception. You know what the exception is? What is the exception? The only exception to all of our taxes going back up under the Republican tax plan is corporate taxes. In other words, they wanted corporate taxes to stay low, but everybody else's taxes to go back 
where they were. The only difference is, is in the in the current law, the taxes don't go back up until when? When do you think that is? Uh, after the next election cycle. Exactly. Yeah. It's politics. <laughs> okay. So. You know, it's like both parties play games, and it just irritates the heck out of you. But you just have to understand that you look for what is, and then you play the game and do your planning in order to reduce your taxes or eliminate your taxes based on that planning. And so what a lot of folks don't realize is yes, uh, Congress has spent a whole lot more money than they thought they would three years ago. Uh, the deficit spending has increased significantly, and uh, the you know the politics has shifted, and and now they're looking at making changes to the tax code, which they're talking about corporate taxes going back halfway from where they were. Reduced. In other words, not to where the Republican tax plan is to, is to keep it low forever. And the Democrats are saying that's not fair. We're going to increase corporate taxes. I think that's a, a pretty given. But as it relates to the taxes on individuals, the plan is very different. It's to not increase taxes on folks who make less than $400,000 per year. Well, guess what? That's most of us. All right. Now, they have some other proposals, and of course, part of it's reducing exemptions, and that's important. Exemptions for state tax, gift tax, generation skipping tax, that's extremely important to high-wealth families because they're going to be needing to do some planning uh, this year, and I want to talk about that that briefly. But the fact is is that um, most of the outlandish proposals they don't have it doesn't have a chance of passage, and so it's really not about talking about what might happen. It's a matter of waiting until we see what the legislation looks like before we get all fired up. It's it's sort of like the NFL draft, you know, like all these, you know, the these folks were saying, oh, this is the way it's going to work. And of course, it never works out that way. It's, you know, after the fact, you know exactly who gets drafted when. <laughs> well, that's really what you should be waiting on as it relates to the tax planning. But when we, I know I've gone on too long, but when we come back, I do want to talk about what's likely to happen without talking about the skies falling. You always do a great job of that, and I look forward to hearing you wade through a, a lot of the misinformation that may be out there, Bill. And I want to remind everyone that you do have a set of seminars or webinars happening this Wednesday, May 12th. You can sign up for free if you would like to attend at wgalaw.com, wgalaw.com. That's Bill's website. You just click on the seminars button, and Bill has two wonderful seminars that he puts on for free for you. Uh, the first one deals with long-term care assistance and planning. The other deals with asset protection and trust planning, some of the topics that we're talking about today. All you need is a smart device 
or a, a laptop or anything with an internet connection and an email address, and you can register for free to attend one of Bill's webinars. WGALaw.com is the website. Click on that seminars button, and it's so easy to register for the upcoming seminars this Wednesday, May 12th. Taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're having a discussion surrounding tax planning, and you made the, uh, the astute observation earlier that you know part of a- asset protection is managing your losses, and uh, taxes are just a loss that all of us have to deal with constantly. Uh, no question about it. So, um, you know, what are we going to be looking for in terms of? Because I get all these questions. You know, what what's going to happen? Well, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, but I. I'm a pretty good forecaster of what's likely to happen. And the most important thing for families uh, is going to be uh, what will be the effective date of any changes that occur. That will be the key in terms of what people might do this year. And that's a really important thing because Congress could pass something this summer uh, or this fall that relates back to January 1 of this year. Um, In other words, it's retroactively effective as of the beginning of this year. Uh, that is highly unlikely, in my opinion. It's, it is much, much more likely that whatever they pass will be effective January 1, 2022. And if that is the case, and that, that's going to be the go-go for high-wealth families to make some significant changes in their planning, and they will need to do it this fall. And so they need to be thinking in terms of starting their planning early fall. Uh, as soon as we know that the legislation is highly likely to be effective next year, that's a huge opportunity that, will, that could be lost for those folks who procrastinate. But what about the other things? What are likely? Well, it's, I think it's highly likely that corporate taxes will go up just like they've been talking about, which is basically going back halfway to where they were three years ago in terms of corporate taxes. So, you know, that most uh, most folks don't have a problem with that. Uh, you know, that no big deal. And certainly would be more consistent with what's going on around the world in terms of corporate taxes. What about individuals, though? Uh, it is highly likely that uh, income tax will, the rates will increase for uh, those individual taxpayers making over $400,000 per year. Uh, That, I think, is a given. Uh, It's highly likely. Now, some of the other proposals are far less likely to see put into the law. There's one possibility of capital gains uh, treatment 
being uh, much higher for those whose income is over $1 million. So that if, if that, and I would give that a 50-50 possibility. Uh, now, when it comes to doing away with step-up and income tax basis at death, uh, those those kind of uh, those are more outlandish, if you will, uh, highly unlikely to make it into the law. You have to understand there are a lot of Democrats in Congress and in the Senate who uh, are fairly moderate to conservative in their approach. And, and like I said, uh, with the way the politics uh, will be right now, it's all a negotiation. And so every, all of those folks have to be satisfied. They're not going to just give up their uh, the goat, if you will. Um, so we will see some some changes, but it's it's it will be compromise changes. It's just like the exemptions for estate tax, gift tax, and uh, generation skipping tax. You know, the plot, the Biden plan basically says bring it down to three and a half million from the 11.7 million per person it is today. Well, the fact is, I don't think it'll go that low. I think Biden is a negotiator by nature, and that that three and a half million was his first shot at negotiation, knowing that he's not going to get that. <laughs> it's far more likely that when the sausage is finally made, it will probably be $5 million, maybe even $6 million of exemption per person for a state tax, gift tax, and generation-skipping tax. So now, what that means, quite frankly, is our high-wealth families right now have $11.7 million per person, which means that they can pass to their children you know, over, you know, $23.4 million to their children tax-free. Well, I mean, most of us are, you know, that's, <laughs> that is fairy tale stuff for most, most of us uh, in terms of having that kind of wealth. But the fact is, is that those families uh, have opportunities this year. I've got lots of clients in that category that we're, we're, uh, we made a number of changes last year for those families, but there are an awful lot of families that procrastinated. They wanted to wait and see, if you will, uh, and then uh, they waited until after the election, and, and then it was sort of like, uh, well, we don't have time to do what we need to do now. So the, uh, the fact is is that this is, in my opinion, going to be the last opportunity for high wealth families to significantly reduce the taxes that the children would would otherwise pay, I mean I know, I know that I I just finished a plan for a high wealth family and and what we did clearly saved the family over eight million dollars in future taxes and, and got it off the board if you will and those are the kinds of things that. Uh, and you have to understand that estate taxes, you know, that type of tax planning is not about mom and dad. It's all about the kids because, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates, divorced or not, they can pass, you know, they can, you can pass, uh, 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 you know, a billion dollars to your spouse, 
But when it goes to the next generation, that's when the government gets its cut. So when you're doing estate planning, you are doing it for your children uh, so that your children and grandchildren don't have to pay uh, those taxes. And so more wealth can be kept in your family. That's such a huge thing um, as it relates to reducing planned losses. And, of course, the worst thing anybody can do when they, they have uh, created significant wealth for themselves is to not do any kind of tax planning. That's something that we need to be ahead of, and that's why it's important to have professional advice and guidance. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, go to WGALaw.com. It's so easy to do. It's also where you can register for Bill's free seminars happening on this Wednesday, May 12th. You can register for free at WGALaw.com. Just click on that Seminars button, and you can attend either of the Long-Term Care Assistance and Planning Seminar or the Asset Protection and Trust Planning Seminar. Both are available for you. There's a morning session and an afternoon session, and you can register for free, WGALaw.com. Just click on that Seminars button, or if you want to call the office, that phone number is 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking a lot about tax planning. I want to remind everyone that. Bill does have his seminars upcoming this Wednesday, May 12th. Be sure to register online at WGALaw.com. It's free to attend. And uh, Bill, when we were early on in the program, you mentioned, you know, why you like to discuss various topics on the show. And that's because you often have the thought, you know, if we only knew about this earlier. And, you know, I think that goes a long way with what you do in your seminars and that, Having information when it comes to either long-term care planning or with uh, asset protection and trust planning, that having this knowledge and these tools available to you in, in the form of sem- a seminar for free, boy, that really goes a long way for anyone who is remotely interested or may be involved in either of those topics. Well, well no question about it. And, of course, the seminars give people a better perspective on how all of that fits together, whether you're talking about long-term care, how that fits together, or asset protection, how, because it, it has to bring in a number of concepts to be effective. You know, you, it, it's, uh, you have to see the entire elephant. You can't just look at the foot and think that that's uh, what you're looking at. <laughs> you have to see it from all sides. And so the seminars are really helpful in that sense. And it also gives people the opportunity to ask questions. So, you know, I hope that what I talk about on this show makes people think about, well, what about this or what about that or how does that how does that apply to me? Um, uh, that is really important. If I if I'm making people think about things like that, then I'm doing a good job, and that makes me feel good. Okay, so. Um, but, you know, another issue when it comes to taxes is the fact that the SECURE Act changed, significantly changed, um, how taxes are imposed on our children when they receive 
uh, an inheritance of a retirement account because under the old law, uh, our children could basically take that retirement account and have minimum required distributions for their entire life. And, and that created a whole book of, of plans in terms of how to maximize that type of planning for them. But Congress changed that. You know, that was part of the SECURE Act uh, passed several years ago. Uh, in order to increase taxes, it's like, okay, let's force people to take their retirement accounts faster. So the SECURE Act now imposes a 10-year rule on inherited IRAs. That does not apply to your own personal retirement account. It does not apply for it to your spouse when your spouse receives your retirement account but it does apply to your children and grandchildren in a big way. So instead of a lifetime, they have to take their distributions over 10 years. Now, it's actually 11 years when you count the year of death, but in essence, 10 years. Um, So obviously, that can throw people into higher tax brackets. It can uh, do a lot of things. so the, the point is, is that how to structure those uh, retirement accounts can be very important. So again, depending on the parents and how uh, the problem with the SECURE Act and the 10-year rule is it really limits how to manage that inheritance because you got to pay the tax. Now, you don't... now. One question just to clear up is you don't have to take anything in year one through nine, (laughs) okay? You can take it all in one lump sum in in year 10. And if it's a Roth IRA, that's a great idea. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to be at the highest tax rate, and and that may not be such a great idea. In fact, probably a really bad idea for a regular IRA. But so – What I'm getting at is for a lot of parents who might be in a lower tax bracket and even lower than their children, then they might be thinking about uh, taking their traditional IRA. And uh, if they're looking at tax planning as as, as it looks like my tax rate versus my child's tax rate or my children's tax rate and the like, they may want uh, to convert part each year to convert part of their regular retirement account into a Roth IRA. That has some huge advantages, and and a lot of folks don't realize that that can be advantageous to their spouse, because a lot of financial advisors don't talk to people about their own retirement account other than only taking minimum required distributions. Well, quite frankly, if you have a fairly large IRA that your spouse inherits, you can actually, when you die, you can push your spouse into a higher tax bracket because when you're single, you have half of the deduction and you have half the tax bracket. And a lot of folks don't think about that because oftentimes a spouse's income is fairly close to what it might have been when both spouses were living. And then when one dies, 
they end up in a higher tax bracket. And one of the reasons they end up in a higher tax bracket is because they haven't planned on how to maximize the, the tax structure of their retirement accounts. And that's one thing I try to take my clients through in terms of, okay, how can we maximize that uh, for you in order to reduce our planned losses? <laughs> so uh, now nobody likes to pay taxes, don't misunderstand, but sometimes it makes good planning to pay less tax now so that you don't have to pay more tax later. <laughs> and, and that can be at a huge savings. And when you convert over to Roth IRAs, Roth is where you've paid the taxes going in, but then it accumulates tax-free and uh, you take it out income tax-free. Well, there's nothing better than that, <laughs> except for the fact that you have to pay the income tax going in. And you can convert up to $100,000 a year. Uh, and you, of course, you can't contribute that in a, a, in a Roth from your earnings because that's limited. Uh, you know, you can only put six or $7,000 a year into a Roth from your earnings. But once you have a, a, a regular uh, retirement account and you're trying to convert it to a Roth, you have much more uh, you, you can uh, convert a whole lot more doing it that way and end up with a much bigger Roth, uh, which can be helpful. Because when, when you have a Roth, then you have the ability to plan. And then there's one other thing that, uh, that, that gets short shrift or shrift, if you will, in terms of what people think. And, of course, this takes good planning as well. But life insurance can be your friend as well because, and, and it works again where you are planning to reduce your losses because a life insurance policy can be very competitive in terms of how well it does in the market. It can have guarantees, which I think is extremely important to people. There are a lot of us who like less risk, and guarantees are good. Uh, it grows income tax free. It pays out income tax free, and if it and you can borrow against it income tax free. All of which can be extraordinarily advantageous if used correctly, and if you're going with a good company that has a policy structured for you. And a lot of folks don't realize that you can do that. So, I'm just simply saying that. Life insurance can be your friend, and there's so many people that think, oh, life insurance, no, you just buy it for risk, you don't buy it for investment, you don't buy it for tax planning, you, you buy it so that your mortgage gets paid off if you die early, you know, those kind of things, to protect your spouse and family, and, and to, uh, you know, and there is reason to have risk-based life insurance, but there's also reasons that you can use it for a lot of other things that can be extraordinarily helpful to your family. So, but that takes good advice uh, from good advisors to, to do that. So I'm just simply saying that's another tool that you may want to consider whether you use it for long, because you can use life insurance for long-term care planning. You can use it for wealth building. You can do, use it to reduce taxes. You can do it for management planning for children uh, rather than having uh, retirement accounts, those kind of things. So there's 
a lot of possibilities if you just get good advice and you see where the numbers take you because it's all about the numbers. And making sure that you have the best options available to you and having those options laid out, again, is so important for having that good, smart advice provided to you. And if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, a great way to do that is to register for Bill's free seminar happening on Wednesday, May 12th. He covers that subject. Just head over to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button. It's very easy to register. It's free to do so as well. And Bill also has another seminar that he does dealing with long-term care assistance. And you can find plenty of information about that on the website as well, WGALaw.com. Click on that seminars button. Or if you want to call the office, the phone number is 919-256-7000, Again, these are happening this Wednesday, so be sure to register if you have any interest in attending. And these are also in the form of webinars currently, so you can do it from the comfort of your own home, WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button. Taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Jason Kong here with you. Thank you so much for joining us alongside Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're going to switch gears here a little bit and get into a discussion surrounding special assistance. And, you know, this is, of course, another subject that's in your wheelhouse. Well, it, it is. And basically, I want to turn to long-term care planning because that's so important. And, of course, the, the, the topic I want to take up for long-term care planning is the topic that is the most confusing topic for families with a long-term care crisis. And most people call it Medicaid, but that's actually not correct. It, there is a program in North Carolina called Special Assistance. And Special Assistance is a program specifically for those who need assisted living. Most folks don't realize how complicated the long-term care government assistance programs can be. And one of the things that is so confusing is that there is a different program for each level of care. Now, Medicaid is more than one program. It's a bunch of different programs depending on the level of care. There's one program for at-home care. There's another program for nursing facility care. There's other programs that might help you stay at home, like the PACE program or the Money Follows the Person program. But the rules for each program are different. And the most confusing one is the special assistance. Now, if you want to call it special assistance Medicaid, go ahead. But it's not Medicaid. It's actually a state program as opposed to a federal program. But it falls into a waiver program for federal. So, yeah, okay, there's some touches there. But the fact is, is that if you need assisted living care in a facility, that's not nursing care, and Medicaid does not pay for assisted living. And one of the things that confuses most families is most families think if, a, if their loved one has dementia and they have to go into a special care unit, that Medicaid will pay for that. Well, guess what? 
about 95% of all special care units, dementia care units, Alzheimer units, whatever you want to call them, that's provided at the assisted living level. And if you didn't hear me before, Medicaid does not pay for assisted living, okay? What does the special assistance program? Now, one of the things that might confuse you is that almost all professionals, except people like me, call special assistance Medicaid. Now, that might confuse you because the rules are completely different from the Medicaid rules. They have some similarities, but there's more things that are unlike Medicaid than there, there is like Medicaid, and that's where the problem is. So if your loved one is, is looking at assisted living, getting assistance, government assistance, can come in only two forms under a couple possibilities. The problem with special assistance, unlike Medicaid for nursing care, has very low income caps. And if your income is one penny above that cap, you can't get it. So the majority of us cannot get special assistance because our monthly income, our retirement income, is too high to receive the program. So, And if your income is too high, you can't get it. And if you're not a veteran who served during a war period, you're out of luck. And so you might guess, there. yeah, there's another program for veterans who served during a war period that applies to the veteran and their spouses and widows. But guess what? Not everybody was a war period veteran. So if you're not a war period veteran who might be eligible for the pension benefit with aid and attendance or you're, you're very low income where you might be eligible for special assistance, you're out of luck, which means you got to figure out another way to take care of your loved one because there's no government assistance for you. So there are a lot of folks out there that think, oh, if I don't have anything, if I don't have any assets, the government's going to take care of me. Not true at all because, you know, the, the fact is, is that income is not the same thing as assets. Uh, you, if your income is too high but you have no assets, you're still out of luck. And so these are rules that if, if, if what I'm saying uh, this morning confuses you, then you need to attend my seminar. I might con confuse you on that too, but at least you'll have a much better understanding of how all of these rules fit together in a very complex system of, of long-term care benefit assistance. Part of the problem is there's just so much misinformation, and as you said, terms get uh, used interchangeably that, you know, we may have a concept that's correct, but we may be calling it something completely different, and if you pursue it that way, you're going to find yourself in trouble, and again, Bill was exactly right. That's why these seminars are so helpful. They're educational for you, and again, it's free to attend, and you can ask Bill questions. It's a way that you can get some wonderful information from Bill. He does this the second Wednesday of every month and this coming Wednesday May 12th is the next set of seminars be sure be sure to register if you would like to attend otherwise you're going to have to wait until June go to wgalaw.com click on the seminars button it's free to register these webinars happen uh, all you need is a laptop or a smartphone with an internet access and an email address and you can register to attend 
for free. WGALaw.com. Just click on that seminars button, register for the long-term care assistance session or the asset protection and trust planning section happening in the afternoon. WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. Taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, Bill's seminars are happening this Wednesday, May 12th. You can register online for free at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button. Bill has two wonderful seminars that he puts on for you. You can attend either one or both of them dealing with the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is the place to go because these seminars are happening this Wednesday, May 12th. So be sure to register so that you can attend. WGALaw.com. Click on that seminars button. If you prefer to speak with someone on the phone, you can call the office 919 919- 256-7000-919-256-7000. We are out of time for today, but we hope you'll join us again next weekend for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend. <music>